if you guys would just let me know as I'm transitioning between these different tools, if my share screen doesn't keep up, just let me know, okay? Because I might have to unshare and reshare. But uh, all right, so I've, I've got a little list of things that I was hoping to share about tools. Let's see here. I've got a, a Word document. So can you see that, guys? Yeah. All right. Um, and there's like 19 of them. The most important ones are here at the top, which I want to share about that I'm using right now. Um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the Google Maps thing. I know we talked about that with the, the folks in Greenville, and I can definitely talk more about that. We're going to do a separate little video or send out that video about how we use Google Maps. But uh, these are different tools that I'm using. The first one is a mutual action plan email template. I, I love this one. And I want to share with you what I did. Um, so after I had a meeting with the Girl Scout Leadership Center, I sent this email and it, it's basically like a mutual action plan. It, the meeting went well. We agreed to an action plan moving forward. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm listing three things that I know that they care about. So they care about number one, the employee, visitor, and troop overall comfort. Uh, the reliability is paramount. Number two, saving on owning and operating cost. Number three, replacing the sealant tiles. They don't want to replace all those sealant tiles until they know the issue has been resolved from the condensation. And then listing out action items. So it's like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. She's going to do that. You know, she was going to review the contract with the CFO. And then I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. But then this is the best part about it is I, I went ahead and kind of put some rough dates on the calendar or in an email to, to let them know, hey, guys, if we want to start December 1st, which is the official start date, I'm going to, I'm going to do these things to help us get there. Uh, and then I even went as, as far as to put the 90-day care call timeline and the, the nine-month care call timeline. And I, I just received an email from her that this contract is, is good to go. It was a, a G contract. Um, and I sent this out, uh, oh, well, last Saturday to sum up the meeting that we had on Friday. So this is what I call a mutual action plan, a, a MAP an MAP, a mutual action plan, and I really like it. I, I just started using it um, with the last two customers, and I, it's really working awesome. I know, Matt, that I saw that email, um, you know, that you had um, sent. I don't know if it's not necessary that I guess we see the actual email, but I like the format that you had it in. I don't know if it's possible to, you know, share that yeah, quick. Yeah, sure. Well, for the sake of time, why don't, why don't we get through all this? And then if people say, hey, send me that, send me that, I can uh, definitely send it out of the group. This next thing is really cool. Um, and, I, and Roger and I were trying to figure out how to do this. But um, I, I had a virtual, a virtual um, verification meeting. And the people did not get to listen to the audio of, of a video. And I figured out how to do that how to let them listen to the audio in a screen share format. So I wanted to share that, but most importantly show how, and, and, and let me know if it doesn't um, pop up, but can you guys see this video of the equipment? Yeah. 
can you see that? Uh, in, Not yet. In PowerPoint? Okay. Let me reshare. That's what I was afraid of. So I love putting videos inside of PowerPoint, okay? This is my presentation that I was giving them. This is to the Girl Scout Center. We had the introduction of the overview page where we're going to talk about. I got a nice picture of their building. I've got some of their objectives we talked about. But then right out of the gate, one of the first photos um, has this video of the belt flapping. Okay. You probably didn't get to see the, um, when you share the screen at the top of that share screen, it says at the very top, include computer sound. It's very important that you, that you click that button that says include computer sound. Okay. And if you click it and then you share your screen, when is you're that showing under the more, the little three dot more tab or is that somewhere else? Um, right when you click share screen and it gives you the little window of what screen you want to share it, at, at the top of that it says that you, you know click here if you want to share the audio and that, i didn't realize that until a customer showed me that but now you can hear the sound and here's another one of a really bad motor that's a problem and here's another one of a compressor making all kinds of noise so by doing that they really can see and feel and hear and it just makes it like 3d like they're on the roof you know looking at this equipment with them um, so i just wanted to share about that that's one of my favorite new tools that i'm using that i think everybody would definitely benefit from the other thing in that powerpoint that i'm using is the this slide that I call the puzzle pieces and the coverage levels. So I'm going to go back to my PowerPoint. So the puzzle piece slide looks like this. Can, can you guys see that? Yeah. Puzzle pieces. I'm going to make it full screen. So basically I start off by, by saying in, in the very beginning, like slide number five, I say, okay, I'm going to talk about three of our programs just at a 30,000 foot level so that you are familiar with them. And as we're going through the photos, if we have questions, we could talk about maybe how the different programs are, are different and how they might affect the overall uh, budget. And I'll talk about the best, better, and good. And basically that's a G, C2, and C3. But walking through this, they can see, okay, everything's included in the G. Only testing and inspecting and cleaning is included in the C2. And these things are not. And we kind of walk through that. And then, oh, if you just want us to come out once a quarter and test and inspect and change filters, we could do that. And then we'll just bill you when things need to be cleaned or things need to be repaired. And, and, and I, go in, I go as far as to say, sometimes, Mr. Customer, it makes sense if you have a brand new piece of equipment that you know only a C3 makes great sense. But if you've got equipment that's you know eight or ten years old, 
things are starting to break down, compressors are expensive, it makes more sense to go with this full coverage program. Does that make sense to you? And they'll say, yeah, that makes great sense. So that's what I call the, the puzzle piece slide. Oh, and I'm also inserting in here the um, highlights from their building scorecard so they can see how bad it is. And then I wanted to show you this, uh, what I call the cut. Before, before you move off of that, Matt, um, uh, I, and I'm just going to address just the uh, building scorecard slide. Yes, sir. Not, not in the context of what you just did, but just a general comment about this. Um, I, I know that we've been hit or miss on uh, you know, getting building scorecards completed. We need to be more of a hit on this than a miss. Well, it helps. Uh, Thank you. Well, it, so if you see here, I put it as slide number five and six are, you know, the um, building scorecard. Why did I do that? Because as we're sitting there talking about all of the dirty coils, I'm, I already said when I showed them this slide, hey, guys, I think we could save about 6500 bucks based on cleanliness and, and, and the way you're currently running really after we start looking at the photos, they really realize it's probably more like that, <laughs> you know, 9,000. But it creates an automatic, okay, well, there's potential for savings here. And it's like, you're hitting them pretty hard with, you're in the red. 
Now, if they're in the green, that's a different story. We might not show it or at all, but uh, it, it w- when it's good and meaty and this is important to show, um, you know, compared to your peers, you're double. You know, you should be at 32, you're at 65. And they're like, wow. All right, so then when we get to these, you know, photos of dirty coils, it, it kind of makes sense. They see where all the savings can be had. Um, Matt, real quick. Yeah, yeah. You would do. You would put pie chart, scorecard, then photos. Yes. Okay. Because you you are setting it up for showing savings, and then the whole time you're showing the photos, you can really talk about. You remember I talked about the building scorecard and how you guys are not running efficiently, and you're in the red. Well, this is why you're in the red. And then later, when you show them the cost summary. It really makes sense, in my opinion. So this is one of my favorite slides that I call the coverage levels. Um, And it's very visual. It's colorful. It's after I've shown them all the photos of their problems and how we're going to help them. Then I just dive right into this um, and talk about, you know, basically, Mr. Client, there's three different options here. The full coverage is where we will come out once a quarter, test and inspect everything. Every year, we'll come out and do a thorough cleaning. Um, anytime there's repairs or service calls or maintainable parts that go out or, or break, all that will be covered under the full coverage program. That's right at $1,000 a month. The better program includes the annual uh, uh, cleaning and the testing inspect at once a quarter, the filter change once a quarter, but when things break, we'll simply bill you for it. And that's still a great option. The good program is where basically we come out once a a quarter, test and inspect everything. When things need to be cleaned, we'll let you know what that'll cost and and we'll bill you for it. When things break, we'll bill you for it. Um, And I'll ask them, does that make sense to you? And then I, I go back to this slide that I've already shown them, the puzzle pieces. I showed them this in the very beginning after they're building scorecard so we can talk about, you know, how that, which program might be best for them. And then this is when I, I put in the, um, their owning and operating, you know, what they're doing now and what they're, they could be doing. And you can see here she was $48,000 in the positive if they went with the, the full coverage program. Uh, Christy had me do this whenever whenever um, there's a question about what it costs and we don't have a dollar figure for that, to highlight it in yellow and put a question, like put the question, you know, discuss what happens when troops are not able to spend the night because they're, they're uncomfortable or they don't want to return. You know, that's your lost productivity. And, and just have a discussion around it instead of putting a number there. All right, so let's that's go. That's a G, correct? Yeah, that's a G. All right, so we talked about I, those. I would say one more thing, Matt. I'm sorry. I, I would say one more thing about that bill of the scorecard. Um, you know, that regardless of whether it's showing in the green or the red, that that in itself is not what you're going to be selling, you know, your agreement off of. You know, if you're not trying to get a decision based on what that shows. It, it provides information, and obviously if it's in the red and they see that there's a room, you know, for increased 
uh, efficiencies that would decrease costs uh, for energy overall and bring that you know energy cost per square foot down. That's a good thing. But I, you know, personally, I would not shy away from you know if, even if it's in the green, you know, you, because that's not what you're selling. That's not what predicates your sale. But it, it does show an opportunity in that. Okay, your your energy cost per square foot. You're within range on that side, but that doesn't negate issues, you know, that we're seeing. It can be better than that. So I, I just, just throwing that out there too as an aside. Um, if we're going to use that, um, don't think that it's to your disadvantage, you know, to you know not include something else that may not on the surface look favorable. But again, that's not what's predicated in your sale. You want to make sure you're providing that potential customer with information that it, it just shows us in a different light to them. They've got data, they've got information that they're bringing to me that I haven't seen from anybody else. So, I, so anyway, good um, stuff. I just wanted to throw that out there. Thank you. It, um, water sampling was the best thing that I. Um, I've done on, on two deals recently, one at Mancor and the other one was recently at Abacus. Um, there were any time, and this is to the new guys, I guess, but anytime you go to a site and you see that they have a water system, period, you know, like a water for a boiler or a water for a cooling tower or a water system for a chiller, ask them about the water sampling and, and say, hey, do you mind if my guy comes out and takes a water sample? And I'm not saying it because we're going to mark it up or we're going to add it to our list of things that we're trying to sell. It just separates us. It gives us an opportunity to separate us from the competition and really show added value. And uh, that's kind of like benefit number one. But benefit number two is it allows for like four more touch points with the client. I've got to schedule a time to come out and, and let the water guy take the sample, which is another face-to-face with the customer. I get to schedule another call to, to discuss what the findings were from the, the water test result. And then we get to talk about, like all of those little touch points are things that I'm using right now on a, a job. At 1.30, I've got a call to discuss the guy's water samples. But guess what? He also has my DocuSign in his inbox where we're waiting to sign. He's getting approval. So it's just... It's, a, it's an excuse, for lack of a better term, it's an excuse to stay in, in front of the client. Um, whereas I, I've gotten pushback here uh, because some people think that it's like a waste of my time and I don't need to be riding out there to take a water sample. And I understand that mindset. But from a client perspective, they're, they're like, oh, man, nobody else that came and quoted my system is checking my water's quality, you know? So... I think Scott just raised his hand. Yeah. Well, hey, that's Matt. I'm glad to hear you're doing that. I love that because it's right out of spin selling. Keep the thing moving forward, but get them in the small agreements moving forward, and then the big agreement is that much easier because they're already used to agreeing with you. That is right out of spin selling. Yeah, and, and it's it's really like a, hey, I'm just doing this to help you. And, and this guy had a, a boiler that was like 25 years old, never been tested, when we pulled the sample, the water was like highly orange, you know, like Clemson orange. And, and he was like, that didn't look good. And I was like, yeah, there's efficiencies right there that we can have by just getting your water sample done. 
So that just helped build my case. We didn't make a dime off of it. I'm just telling you as a new guy, that is a great talk point where we can keep in front of the client and it's like non-confrontational. It's, hey, I'm just trying to help you coordinate and get you in front of my water guy. <laughs> we use Metro Group. Um, any questions about that or how that works? Well, not to get too bogged down in that that step, that um, kind of supplementary step, but when, when would you include that in the process? Like, when are you suggesting At the that? first time when I see the water system. Okay. You know, like walking around during the assessment mm -hmm. um, and you're looking at all the equipment, I've had luck just saying, oh, there's a boiler. Hey, what about your water testing? And, and, and they'll either say, oh, yeah, we got somebody doing that. We're on a treatment plan. It's great. Good. Can we see the test? Cool. Yeah. You know, because uh, Mike, our service manager, wants to see those tests. Uh, but most times they're like, oh, what are you talking about? Uh, got it. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so number four I've got is my favorite sales podcast these days is 30 Minutes to President's Club. I love it. It's two young guys our age that are going out there making cold calls. They're setting appointments. They're doing uh, role plays. They're closing deals and sharing about it and sharing their tips. Um, that's where I got that mutual action plan email template from is 30 Minutes to President Club podcast. Favorite YouTube video tools, I love Jordan Belford's Sales School. He's also got Whiteboard Wednesdays where he, he talks about, you know, tonality and uh, using cold calling pitches, different scenarios to get past the gatekeeper. I, I love his, uh, his videos on YouTube. All right, the cheat sheet for price builder. So I, I made this tool because starting out I was going back and forth with uh, how to put this stuff into price builder and I've already shared this I want to I don't want to spend a whole bunch of time on it but you know basically from two tons to 20 ton piece of equipment I've got filled out how large the supply fan is and you know what the common filter sizes are um, if they're over 20 ton, they're probably going to have a, a, a return fan and a, a horsepower of a return fan of 2.5 or greater. Uh, little cheat sheets on on that. Uh, I, I've already used this twice in the last two days to copy and paste this verbiage into our G agreement into Proposal Builder. So, you know, if it's a C2, I'm copying and pasting this verbiage. If it's a G, I'm copying and pasting this verbiage. That's a tool that I'm using that's helpful. Uh, let's see here. The other one is, so the flip book and the, the flip book slides, if you don't have this, um, I, I think everybody does have this, but recently I got the most current flip book slides. So if you have an opportunity to do a virtual concept meeting, you need to have these slides. These are the exactly like the ones that we've got in our our you know bags today. Not gonna spend a lot of time on that, but if yeah. if, you, if you don't have that tool, I can send it to you. Yeah, why don't you just put it in the chat because um, more and more people, myself included, are going to iPads, and you can just use this on your iPad. Yeah. 
will do. Um, Thank you. That's I love that. Uh, yeah, and, and it's got notes in there too on, on the flip book for the virtual flip book. Okay, so the leave behind, this is what I'm using for, and I think we've shared about this before, but in case somebody didn't get it last time. So this is what I call my leave behind. I created it because when you go call it on places, Maybe it'll work if I click here. Nope. Hold on. Bear with me. I got all these opened up so I can show you quickly. <laughs> all right. So. Matt, I don't know if it was from Ken. I can't forget. I'm sorry, I can't remember, uh, but you got like a shout out on this during uh, during training this week. I appreciate it. Can you see this now? The blue. Can you see that? Yeah. Okay, great. All right. Whew. Wasn't sure if it was getting to you or not. All right, so let me back it out a little bit. So this is a four-pager leave behind. And the main thing I wanted to get across is don't just leave it at the front desk this is where I like to, to fill out a little note. Like I'll just use this white space and say, dear John, hope you're well. I'm sorry I missed you. I was next door at um, XYZ company. I'll reach back out the next time I'm in the area. So I'm not asking them to do anything. I'm just letting them know I was here, letting them know I know their name. And this way it doesn't get thrown in the trash by the receptionist. <laughs> I left a note personalized to this guy um, and it's got, you know, so when he opens it up, it's got what we do. Uh, it's, it also shows how big we are, which I think is important. But when I, was, when I was designing this page with Barbie, it was very important that it was like four pages long because I wanted it to, to be substantial, you know, of, of some substance and not just be a flimsy piece of paper like a flyer. I tried to have it to be four pages so I can staple my business card. I'll staple it to the top left-hand corner. And then, I, again, I'll write a little note here. And it's just creating um, warmth. It's not just a flyer I'm leaving behind that's going to get thrown away or wrinkled. Uh, and I've dropped this off before and then shown up two weeks later and it'd be sitting on the guy's corner of his desk. Uh, that happened at, at Richland 1. So people don't throw this away and they actually... I think find it well from a from a salesman trying to door pull and knock you know knock on doors it gives me a um, excuse because right when I walk up I can lower the guard of the um, receptionist by saying hey ma'am I'm sorry to bother you I just want to drop this off for John is that okay and, and she'll say oh yeah that's great and if you don't know the person I did this yesterday if you don't know the person's name it's a great reason to say Hey, ma'am, sorry to bother you. Quick question, who, who makes the decisions about the building here? And she'll say, oh, that's Bobby in maintenance. Or she'll look at you weird and you'll say, yeah, about the HVAC system. And then she'll say, oh, it's, it, it's Bobby Jones. And so I'll say, do you mind if I write a quick note to him? And, and I went and sat in the little lobby chair and wrote a quick note to Bobby and then 
dropped it back to her, and she made sure it got to Bobby. Um, I don't want to spend any more time on that, but I love that tool, and it's it's really um, coming in a lot. I'm getting good response from it. Uh, I, I'll go ahead and jump to this one. So this is a, a reference guide. It's basically all my buddies um, in the Columbia area that do things that aren't HVAC but are re related to um, building performance. This guy does spray foam insulation. This is my buddy from high school that does multimedia stuff and audiovisual stuff. I, I call it my you know reference guide for property managers and building owners. This is the guy that does our water testing. This is a guy who does electrical contracting work that is an equivalent to link service, but with tag, it's an ABM company. And this is a lady that is a good friend of mine who's an interior designer that, you know, maybe if they're a commercial office space, they need an interior designer. It's just a tool that I'm using as a, as a drip. If somebody's gone cold, I'll, I've uh, printed this off and written a little handwritten note, say, hey, hey, Bill, I made this for you. thought you might find it beneficial. Hope you're doing well. I, I've done that or I've emailed it to people uh, as a way of just dripping and staying in front of them. This tool is what I'm using um, for if they only want a C2 or a C3, okay? I had a customer that was a brand new piece of equipment. It was a, a 30 ton, I think it was 30 ton, uh, package unit on top of the roof. It was brand new, installed like two months earlier. They did not want a G. They just wanted a C2 or, or C3. So we created a fillable um, worksheet so we could write in here, you know, XYZ company, whatever their name is. And it's basically got, let me, it's basically got the difference in a C3 and a C2. And then on the bottom over here, I'll put, uh, you know, this one is five, eight, or 490 per month. And it's uh, 15,000 per year. And I'll put the price over here for the, the C2 price. It makes it very black and white. It's like, okay, you get everything here, but the difference over here in the C2 is that we'll actually do the, the cleaning and the preventative maintenance. Over here, we'll bill you for it. Uh, we didn't have this tool b before I started, I don't believe, but there are some scenarios where they don't want to talk about um, a, a G program, and so this is what I'm using for that. Any questions about that one? see here we got we're talking about all right so slicks so when I was selling solar my boss wanted us to create what we call slicks and they're just laminated pieces of paper but during a concept meeting if the conversation dies or the conversation goes off on a trail a lot of times you can re-engage the client or the prospect with this laminated piece of paper um, they call them slicks, I guess, because they're laminated. But I just wanted to show a few of the slicks that I'm using. So 
This is the pie chart that's in the flip book. Whenever we get to the flip book page, I am showing how this is what you're doing now. My goal is simply to make it smaller. It's pretty straightforward. It's just a conceptual, you know, slide talking about their owning and operating cost. These are three different building scorecards that I've laminated that I love to use. Uh, this one's in the red, so I'll show them how you you know your building might be in the red, or I'll show them your building might be in the green. This one's in the green, or it might be in the yellow, <laughs> and and it's just kind of an engagement saying that all of these are not going to come out in the red. You know, they might be in the yellow, they might be in the green. I just want to help you figure out what your owning and operating costs are. Great stuff. Was there a question? I thought I heard somebody. Matt, you're a machine man, Mr. Machine. <laughs> this is uh, the thank you cards that I'm using. Uh, Christy had Barbie make these things, and they're awesome. Uh, I write a thank you card after every concept meeting. Um, if the concept meeting then goes to the verification meeting, and the verification meeting, if they invite the general manager after that, I'll write a general manager a thank you card. It's just another... And I'll put my card in there. A lot of times I won't give my business card in a concept meeting or in a verification meeting so that they get it when I give them the thank you note because I'll put the, you know, the business card in there. Uh, let's see what else we got here. So, okay, a, a reference list. If a customer asks for your, you know, like who are y'all working with or do you have any references Christy has helped me with this, but this is how ours looks. So it's got the general manager's name on it. It's got Prisma Health, which is a big hitter in our area, Edwards Children Home. It's got contact information, email addresses, um, South Carolina State Credit Union. So I would suggest anybody, especially new guys, to have this tool ready to go when they say, hey, you got any references? You don't want to stumble around and wait a week to get them references. You need to have, yeah, no problem. I'll send that right over. And we've got them here in Columbia. You probably can get them in your area. Just ask your general manager. Uh, now, as a caveat, that obviously is you need to make sure oh, yeah. everyone's on that list. And I know you have, but I'm just saying in general, um, you know, they need to know that you're putting that out there and they agree to that and if somebody called, it's not going to catch somebody off guard. I know, Matt, y'all are doing that in Columbia, but just as a general rule, that's a captain obvious statement, but um, just want to make sure that, you know, we remember those kinds of things. Yes. Um, okay, so the next one I want to show you is what I call the one-page proposal. This is... Uh, I, I know I've said I've got a lot of favorite tools, but this is a definitely a favorite tool. It's a one-page proposal. So uh, in my last verification meeting that I had, I, I showed them this one-page proposal right away. Um, when we were in the PowerPoint presentation and I got to the slide number seven where it showed those um, puzzle pieces, when we talked about the different um, prices, and some, some people do this differently. I've done it differently um, for different meetings, but I went ahead and showed them the price. 
I like doing that. It gets the price out in the beginning so that while you're going through the photos, they are, you know, resonating. Okay, yeah, we got a problem here. We got a lot of issues. And it just, it kind of gets that nervousness of the awkwardness about holding the price to the very last bit. Um, it, it gets it out on the table. But this is what I call the one-page proposal. It's got a history of when I started calling on them. July 21st, we began discussions about a proactive preventative maintenance strategy. Uh, August 10th, Total Comfort personnel pre performed a survey. And then September 1, we met out here with for the verification meeting with two people. Uh, and then October 31st, I, I helped them send a uh, technician out to get a air handler number six fixed. They still haven't signed yet. I mean, I mean, it, you know, it's in the works, but it's good to keep that history because what you know, you you build a lot of credibility, in my opinion, when you're when you when they realize we've been talking about this since July. <laughs> you know, it, it's and, and I'm not going away either. Like I, I just keep adding to this note section about the history of the deal. Uh, here's another one that I used, and let me know if the if the slide share doesn't change over, but. Can you see this one for Embra Chemicals, Charles? No. Okay. Hang, hang tight. Share. Share. All right. Let me say something while he's doing that on that on the, on the form that he put out there. Yeah, maybe on here too. But in terms of the financials, um, and just to reference to, again, a meeting that we ran yesterday, um, this is probably especially uh, helpful when you're meeting with the CFO or, you know, someone who is really just wanting to, not, not that everything is predicated on that price, but yesterday in our meeting, we had three power players. This was at Daimler, Chrysler, big place. Um, but we had three power players in that room. The, the main driver for everything that we were doing is the CFO. Every piece that we were going through on that proposal, he said, well, can you just go down to where the price is? So I can have that in my mind, you know, as we go through the rest of this. That is a direct reflection on what Matt just mentioned, that yeah. sometimes if you put that out there, they're, they're trying to formulate in their mind, you know, especially if it's a larger place where there's got to be justification. Well, it's got to be justification on any, anybody who's purchasing something. If they're a good business person, there's got to be justification you know, going on, you know, with them. But he was trying to form in his mind how he can either bring what we're trying to propose out of a capital expense or maybe an expense item. So it just helps him to be able to go ahead and... Um, they start moving uh, money around in their head. Yes, that's right. That's exactly right. And that's, that's, uh, that speaks directly to what Matt just mentioned. And that's not going to happen every time. But especially when you have somebody in the audience, business owner or CFO, those kinds of things happen in today's world, a lot more so than, you know, what happens in the business world years ago. There's just more focus on that, and so I think that's a, a very appropriate way to present that. Yeah, I, this is a unique case here um, with this Embra chemical place. It, it's in the works. Hopefully he'll sign it today. Um but what I wanted to show you was 
I, I've, I never use the term C3, C2, GPM when I'm talking with the customer because that's like Greek. <laughs> you know, they don't have a clue what that means. So I, I like to talk in terms of good, better, best. You know, do you want the good? It's still good. Or do you want the better? You want the best. And I think people get real confused as far as the customers go when I start, when, custom, when people start talking about, oh, this is a C2. The C2 with an ad or whatever. It just keep it simple. Um, this is an interesting scenario, and this is exactly what I wanted to... Uh, this whole co-authoring a solution is real. Uh, this customer wanted a C2, but they wanted different scenarios, like the good. What if they only covered the critical zones, like the data room, the electrical room, the warehouse, and the boiler fans, but they didn't cover the offices and the heaters? Okay, so I gave my price for that. The better program, what if they do the offices and the data room, but they don't do this, this one electrical room, the heaters and the warehouse fans? Okay, that was option number two. That's a better one. But then what if they decide to go with all three or all, all the equipment? So I list out all the equipment that they cover. And my, you know, one thing that I love that I did here was don't just put mini split, okay? Put mini split for data room, right? Don't just put exhaust fans. Put exhaust fans for boiler room, exhaust fans for production warehouse, exhaust fans for electrical room, so that when they're back there formulating in their head, what are they going to cut? Well, are we going to cut the electrical room out? <laughs> you know, are we going to cut the production warehouse heaters? Well, I don't know. We got a team that need to work out there. So I've started not just putting equipment uh, names. Like I, I could have very easily just put PTAC, heaters, fans, mini split, but instead trying to make sure they understand, okay, these are for the offices. These are for the electrical room and the control room. So if you cut out the split systems, you're going to cut out all of that. I, I believe it's going to help me get more covered when they're sitting there trying to determine which level they want to go with. But again, we could talk for an hour in a verification meeting, but when you leave the verification meeting, I like to leave them with the one page proposal. And that is this. I leave it with them. They can take it back. It's information that they can soak on. They can read about the history. They can go back and read what our recommendation is. You know, this is where we actually are recommending that we shore up their existing systems. And then it, it actually does have pricing because I'm, I don't want to leave them all my PowerPoint. I really don't want to send them my PowerPoint. But by doing this, I, I'm, I'm, I'm satisfying the CFO who wants the numbers. And I'm, I'm talking about the differences in the different programs. And I'm not just bringing, uh, you know, a contract for them to sign. It's, it's really trying to explain to them we're here to co-author a solution and we can do it in multiple ways. So... Did you have a Matt, question? Yeah, I just wanted to. What is your thoughts about just leaving pricing behind in the case that they might may just show it to Case or or somebody else and use yours as a base to, you know, you know okay. get their price lower from somebody else, etc. They're not going to do that because I've already laid out um, how they're going to see a lower price. They will see a lower price, guaranteed. In fact. I always say, you know, your 
what you're going to see is is the good price down here. All our competitors for, for this coverage is going to be good down here. But guess what? They're going to make their money on the service calls, and they're going to make their money on these major repairs. You know, ours is included. It, we make our money on the on the initial cleaning and the don't let things break the DLTB. We really do that in the beginning because we don't want you to have these big service calls. And, and uh, you know, kind of prefacing it that way because they're going to get lower bids. And if you've already prepped them for, don't worry, they're going to be lower. But do you really want to be stuck with big bills that you weren't expecting for major repairs and service calls? Do you really want to have things break to begin with? You know? So I, I'm, not, I'm not scared of our prices. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. But I'm well, I'm not scared of leaving it behind because they got to leave it behind to soak it up, you know. But you've already set the expectation out of right. the gate. Hey, yeah. we're not going to be the cheapest, but what we provide, right, I got you. Right. And that's all I got. Well, can I, and that's great. I mean, a lot of, you know, just good, well thought out, well presented information. And in terms of um, the verification meeting in general, Matt would not put or present everything that he's done in there unless he's done his homework and found out all the things he needs to find out you know, to get prepped, you know, for that verification meeting. And I think that's that's something that we certainly, you know, need to be cognizant of, you know, as we get better at our verification meetings is that it, it, in order for us to get to the point where we're fully prepared, think of the work that goes into getting that to that point. You know, there's there's... There could be multiple content meetings. There could be multiple verification meetings where you're not coming in on the first go-round to present all the things that Matt laid out. It's, it could very well be, um, all right, this is where I, I think we are. There's some things that we need to go back and, and find out a little bit more information on, you know, in order to get us to that point where we are actually presenting um, and that's what the verification meeting is for. It's not, you know, you don't build up to that and say, that's a drop. You know, you, you jump in and, and that's all that you're, you've been working towards. Understand that that verification meeting could look different, you know, every time, especially the first time if you still, if you go in and you're thinking, and I'm saying this because Justin and I, you know, we've worked through, you know, some that, um, you know, we found that, okay, I, I believe we're pretty much ready for this, but there's a couple of things that, you know, would enable us to get over the finish line a little bit better than what we're prepared for today. I'm just saying there's the process of getting to that point could include a verification meeting where you're not ready to lay it all on the table. There's some things that you want to spit out, preface, preface, and then get more information so that when you go back again for the final time, you've got what you need in hand, you know, your, your, your best proposal. Um, and so it, it, it takes a little bit of um, 
quick, you know, to be able to get to that point to be absolutely ready for that. So um, this was great, Matt, and, and I really do appreciate that. I will say, in lieu of Rob's absence, he had sent a message to everybody earlier today with a couple of things that um, he had on his mind, one of which was the um, intelligence services, um, value propositions. I, I know you can't see that, but this was an attachment that Rob had sent. And it's pretty much a, uh, a play on the vertical insights or the industry insights, you know, that Link provides to us as well. But this has a little bit more data to it and, and other areas that could be issues that weren't identified, you know, on you know, what Link, um, excuse me, had sent to us. So I just wanted to point that out that, you know, when you have an opportunity, look at what Rob sent. That's another tool, you know, and that he uses that um, could be beneficial. It could give you um, areas to consider in a particular vertical that maybe you wouldn't have thought of, you know, uh, otherwise. So, uh, you know, and, and, and the whole purpose of this and sharing tools is to get us better, you know, what we're trying to do, be more professional and obviously, you know, get results. That's the, you know, the end game there. I will show this one last thing because the, the mapping was, I think, how this whole conversation got started. So this is what um, we're using now I was using this tool called easymapmaker.com thanks to Roger who showed me how to do what I'm trying to do on Google. Basically, I, I took our existing Columbia client database in blue. You can see there in blue. And then I took my spreadsheet of my dream 100 clients that I'm prospecting and put those in green, green for money. <laughs> and, uh, it's really awesome. I can't recommend it enough. What what we're able to do with this is, for example, I'd love to show this example. This is an existing customer. It's Palmetto Retina. We can see here I've got a C, a C agreement with them. I know who the contact is. I know who our, our project service guy is, Brandon. I know who the lead technician is, Zach. Um, but what I want you to see is it really dawned on me that I got to get this message out to all the MSRs because this is unbelievable. How much easier is it to cold call and to walk in the door of this place that's on my prospect list, this nursing home and this doctor's office, surgery center, if I can simply say, hey, we're working next door with Palmetto Retina, you, you know, Davin over there <laughs> uh, and name drop and, and really say, you know, we've been working with them for a year and a half or whatever, but use that as a, you know, overlapping who we want to call on with who we're already customers with was a game changer. And this software is free. It's, it's Google Maps. I want to open it up for questions, but you basically can put any spreadsheet um, that you've got. You can see here, Allen University, I've got in there um, all my notes, you know, I've called on Rob Riley. He's the director of operations. I called Ruby at first. She's the CFO. I called her and she said I need to call Robert. Uh, Robert said he'd take my number down. You know, little details like that. I know who the final decision maker is, the president and CEO. You can put all that in this map so when you're in the field and you're on your phone, you can pull it up on your Google Maps phone 
and see all this information. You actually can't see all the notes on the phone I learned this past week, but I can have my laptop open and, and actually see all my notes. But you can, you know, Roger was showing me how with Google Maps, it's so great because you can set like waypoints and say, okay, today I'm going to be, I've got a concept meeting today out in, um, in Camden or wherever, you know, Lugolf. And my concept meeting's over here at this nursing home. I'm going to make my way back by hitting all, all these prospects on the way. And as I'm going, I can name drop and say, hey, you know, when I get to this guy and this guy, I'll say, yeah, we're taking care of Ag South Farm Credit Union when I'm calling on these two people. I can just name drop that we're working with these folks or whatever. Does anybody have any questions or comments or concerns about that? The first time I saw that, I thought that was, you know, it was kind of daunting to look at it at first. But, you know, when you, and, and obviously there's a lot of work that goes into getting the data, um, you know, ready and in a way that you can map it out the way that Matt has it shown here. But you can drill in and, and again, you know, he's talking about creating efficiencies, um, you know, in terms of, you know, your day and, and mapping things out to where, you know, to where you can take advantage of, of places that you're in currently that you want to be able to share with others to match point. I thought that was a great tool. Hey, Matt, I have a quick question on this. Yeah. Uh, so Google doesn't require a, like, specific, um, like, CSV, you know, uh, format. Like, you can input any spreadsheet with your specific and custom um, nice. rows and columns. Awesome. You know, is that, is that the case? Oh, I don't know of any other kind of spreadsheet besides Excel. Well, no, I'm, I'm saying, like, the formatting of the one that you're inputting. Like, does it require specific categories and uh, a specific format? Or can you, or like, what, what spreadsheet are you using in the, in, in uh, the example you just um, Yeah, sure. So give me one second. So... I think you had mentioned that, that it will it will um, populate any spreadsheet that you put into it. Like, doesn't matter what yeah. columns you have. You, you just have to tell it to... Um, this is my prospecting spreadsheet. I'll minimize this. Hold on. So basically I've got there. Uh, this is where I mark them in A. If they're a company I really want to go after or a business or whatever, I'll put them in A by them. I've got some that are Bs and some that are Cs. But the As are the big boys that I want to try to get into. Um so I've got the company name, I've got the notes section, you know, when I'm making calls. A lot of people use Salesforce for this. I don't use Salesforce until it's a qualified lead. Um, I put the decision maker there. These are the guys I'm, or gals I'm calling. I put their position, their, the address, the city, state, zip, phone number. And then I like to know if they have a chiller or a boiler. Um, this is kind of like a miscellaneous tab here, but not only do I print this out on 11 by 17 paper and carry it everywhere I go so I can make notes on it and make calls on the road, um, but this tool, like when I'm, when I'm putting it into the Google, I, I'm grabbing all of it. So I'm going all the way across. So everything that I'm grabbing is, is dropping in there. When you're putting the spreadsheet 
into Google Maps, the only thing that it asks you to, you know, it, it'll ask you, what do you want to map? And you just have to click address, city, state, zip. You Got know. it. So then from there, it will, it will pull up those, those 10 points. It, yeah, it, it, okay. it, it asks you, you know, what do you want us to do with this? And you got to say, map it with the address, the city, the state, and zip. And, and then it'll say, what do you want to use as the, um, as the flag? And you just click building or customer name or account name so that when you are hovering over it, it, it says the customer um, company name. That's what it's titling it as. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool, that's awesome. Excellent, excellent. Uh, uh, you know, this is, um, you know, we're always talking about um, uh, improvements, cutting edge, you know, kind of uh, uh, ways that we need to get out in front of, of what we're trying to do in our markets and obviously what we're trying to do in terms of growth on the maintenance space. Um, this is the kind of creativity and um, uh, process that you know, is going to get us you know, to that point and, and kind of keep pushing us um, you know, and uh, in, in putting us even more ahead uh, in our markets of, uh, of our competition. So um, just great job, Matt. Well done. Scott, uh, I know, made a, a couple points in chat about that as well. So um, really do appreciate that. Charles, this is the very definition of best practices and sharing of them. Matt, well done. This is great dynamite stuff. Very well done. Appreciate it, guys. All right, let's get back to selling. It's almost 1 o'clock. <laughs> Tell something. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Matt. Have a great weekend. See you guys. Thanks. Again, Matt. Thanks. Thanks.